Chapter sixty two of Strange Stories from a Chinese Studio, Volume One by Song Ling Pu, translated by Herbert A. Giles. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jane Dever. Chapter sixty two The Marriage Lottery. A certain laborer's son named Ma Tian Zheng lost his wife when he was only about twenty years of age and was too poor to take another. One day, when out hoeing in the fields, he beheld a nice looking young lady leave a path and come tripping across the furrows towards him. Her face was well painted, and she had altogether such a refined look that Ma concluded she must have lost her way, and began to make some playful remarks in consequence. "'You go along home,' cried the young lady, "'and I'll be with you by and by.' Ma doubted this rather extraordinary promise, but she bowed and declared she would not break her word and then Ma went off, telling her that his front door faced the north, etc., etc. In the evening the young lady arrived, and then Ma saw that her hands and face were covered with fine hair, which made him suspect at once she was a fox. She did not deny the accusation, and accordingly Ma said to her, if you really are one of those wonderful creatures, you will be able to get me anything I want, and I should be much obliged if you would begin by giving me some money to relieve my poverty. The young lady said she would, and next evening, when she came again, Ma asked her where the money was. Dear me, replied she, I quite forgot it. When she was going away, Ma reminded her of what he wanted, but on the following evening she made precisely the same excuse, promising to bring it another day. A few nights afterwards, Ma asked her once more for the money, and then she drew from her sleeve two pieces of silver, each weighing about five or six ounces. They were both of fine quality, with turned-up edges, and Ma was very pleased and stored them away in a cupboard. Some months after this, he happened to require some money for use, and took out these pieces, but the person to whom he showed them said they were only pewter, and easily bit off a portion of one of them with his teeth. Ma was much alarmed, and put the pieces away directly, taking the opportunity when evening came of abusing the young lady roundly. It's all your bad luck, retorted she. Real gold would be too much for your inferior destiny. There was an end of that, but Ma went on to say, I always heard that fox girls were of surpassing beauty. How is it you are not? Oh, replied the young lady, we always adapt ourselves to our company. Now you haven't the luck of an ounce of silver to call your own, and what would you do, for instance, with a beautiful princess? My beauty may not be good enough for the aristocracy, but among your big-footed burden-carrying rustics, why, it may safely be called surpassing. 
A few months passed away, and then one day the young lady came and gave Ma three ounces of silver, saying, You have often asked me for money, but in consequence of your weak luck I have always refrained from giving you any. Now, however, your marriage is at hand, and I here give you the cost of a wife, which you may also regard as a parting gift from me. Ma replied that he wasn't engaged to which the young lady answered that in a few days a go-between would visit him to arrange the affair. And what will she be like? asked Ma. Why, as your aspirations are for surpassing beauty, replied the young lady, of course she will be possessed of surpassing beauty. I hardly expect that, said Ma. At any rate, three ounces of silver will not be enough to get a wife marriages explained the young lady are made in the moon mortals have nothing to do with them and why must you be going away like this inquired ma because answered she we go on shilly-shallying from day to day and month to month and nothing ever comes of it i had better get you another wife and have done with you then when morning came she departed giving Ma a pinch of yellow powder, saying, In case you are ill after we are separated, this will cure you. Next day, sure enough, a go-between did come, and Ma at once asked what the proposed bride was like, to which the former replied that she was very passable-looking. Four or five ounces of silver was fixed as the marriage present, Ma making no difficulty on that score, but declaring he must have a peep at the young lady. The go-between said she was a respectable girl, and would never allow herself to be seen. However, it was arranged that they should go to the house together, and await a good opportunity. So off they went, Ma remaining outside while the go-between went in returning in a little while to tell him it was all right. A relative of mine lives in the same court, and just now I saw the young lady sitting in the hall. We have only got to pretend we are going to see my relative, and you will be able to get a glimpse of her. Ma consented, and they accordingly passed through the hall, where he saw the young lady sitting down with her head bent forward while someone was scratching her back. She seemed to be all that the go-between had said, but when they came to discuss the money, it appeared the young lady only wanted one or two ounces of silver, just to buy herself a few clothes, etc., at which Ma was delighted, and gave the go-between a present for her trouble, which just finished up the three ounces his fox friend had provided. An auspicious day was chosen, and the young lady came over to his house, when, lo! She was hump-backed and pigeon-breasted, with a short neck like a tortoise, and boat-shaped feet, full ten inches long. The meaning of his fox-friend's remark then flashed upon him. End of chapter 62 End of Strange Stories from a Chinese Studio, Volume 1, by Songling Pooh, translated by Herbert Allen Giles.